Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Today on What Chaos, we start a hockey show. There's a big suspension in the NHL. Brad Marchand joins us, and we check on our season predictions. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this and everywhere else that you can. Chaos. Hockey show when they asked. Hockey show now. What chaos? That's Pete Blackburn. I'm DJ Bean. Hi, Pete. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. This is wonderful. What is, that's how we began our last podcast that we started a million years ago. You started, you said, this is great. It is great. I mean, this one's even more great. This is literally something people wanted. It, true. And it's something that I wanted. And not that I didn't want the other podcast, but like this is truly a dream come true to do a hockey show with my best pal. Yes. I think it's very funny that you as, and we'll get into who we are at some point, possibly, on the show that for like as hockey coverage and internet oriented as you are that you haven't been on a hockey podcast until like a hundred years into your hockey life been on several baseball podcasts which didn't really care all that much about but Mm -hmm. it is insane that like been podcasting for about like 10 12 years at this point and never a hockey dedicated show which is wild i covered hockey for a million years and did we were waiting for the right time accidentally gained a lot of skills in the time to start something that we probably should have started a million years ago as i said we'll run through the things that we've done together who exactly we are but this is what chaos it's a daily podcast on the all city network all city doing some great national stuff uh we got a great producer sean depaz say hi sean what is popping, y'all? How are we doing? That's Jack Harlow. I love I love Sean so much. I love Jack Harlow so much. I don't really know Sean <laughs> yet. That's I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say I love Sean already. I We've done that. some stuff with Sean that will show you and tease in the coming days and weeks, but we're going to come at you every day, Monday through Thursday. We'll be reacting to things as they're happening. We're going to be doing a bunch of pre-produced stuff Basically, things that we've been thinking of doing for a long time now, but actively working on this for uh, a while. Uh, today, we have Brad Marchand, captain of the Boston Bruins, on the show. We're also going to play our season predictions from before the season and see how those are holding up. Yeah, we're it's worth introduce- pointing out that we were planning on launching the show uh, a little bit earlier than we're actually going live. It's November 1st this is the first episode, but this show, this show is literally, we'll get into it later, but like this show has been in the making for years, but we were planning on launching uh, at, before the season. So we recorded some of our preseason predictions that we'll play later. And find out just how prescient they may have been. I do remember one of yours that I think was quite primo. I think people are going to raise, there's going to be some eyebrows raised by how on point we are. We're also going to, you excited for three stars? Yes. No one even knows what that is. We're going to give, all we've done for like two years is go to coffee shops. Well, it started going to 
breweries and then ease into coffee shops so we could get a little more productive of just like, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? And from that, we have a total of four really good ideas that we're going to hope to <laughs> hammer each. And Years in the making, four ideas coming your way, and don't hold us to anything more than that. We do want to get into some uh, current NHL discussion, though. And when we decide that we were actually going to do this show uh do you remember what my one caveat my one rule was we're never fucking talking about hits we are never fucking talking about hits we are not doing the oh man that was really reprehensible like obviously there are bad hits yeah and, and but this like, show is going to be like very hockey twitter friendly yeah but the worst part about hockey Twitter is the the hits discourse. We, we can't state the obvious a million times. Uh, what is our first topic, though, Pete? Uh, let's talk about the Charlie McAvoy hit from the other day. It was bad. It was bad. He gets a four-game suspension and four games. I got to say, like I know that when Matt Cook did the exact same thing uh, 13 years ago, he got zero games. So four games is a step in the right direction. But... Goodness gracious, even for a guy who only has one suspension before and it was in the postseason and it wasn't that bad. It's a lot. I think that four is so light. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I think that he is saved a little bit by the fact that Oliver Ekman Larson wasn't hurt and like finished out the game. But I I don't know. I think that four is is right. Like it's I don't think the hit is any worse than Rasmus Anderson on Patrick Line like a week ago. Uh, and he got four games yeah. as well. So it, it's, I'm glad that they're kind of sticking to we're punishing based off of the, the quality or lack thereof of the hit and not the result. Yeah. Like they're not changing. I, I assume not changing that because, uh, OEL wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. They're not giving him extra game. So I thought that he was going to get like seven was my guess. That's too many. That'd be way too many. Uh, it, it's, it's not the biggest suspension of the year, though. I was going. I was going to be like, we have our longest or tied for the longest suspension of the year. That I forgot. You can't close. gamble. You <laughs> yeah, just, you just right. can't. You can't gamble, folks. Uh, we're hoping to get a gambling sponsor at some point. I can't. Take I was going to say you can gamble, just not if you are also playing. You can't get caught. Also, right? Yeah, fair point. Uh, I can't take my eyes off this set. By this the way. set is great. Uh, it's only going to get better. This like this is not even the finished product. Hmm. So. Uh, just just get ready. Shout it's out, gonna get better than this. Shout out all city. They gave us a lot of yeses when yeah. they decided to partner up with this. We didn't even know who Sean was, but we were like, we need Sean. They were like, we don't know a Sean. We we're like, there's gonna be a Sean that works for you. Find him, and they or hire one and give him to us. We yes. want a Sean. Give us Sean. Sean, by the way, not to make this like all about you and blow up your oh, spot. No, you can. I don't, you I moved don't here it. for this, man. I yeah. did. Moved here from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so Buffalo native, though. So I'm going to be banging the Buffalo Sabres, Arizona Coyote. You and me both, uh, buddy. Drums. Oh, first part. Do All you, season. You're not a Coyotes guy? Uh, they're fine. They're, they're definitely better <laughs> this year. Yeah, like, I, I, better I think fine. the Coyotes are a respectable team. I said before the season started, uh, not one of my predictions that'll come later, but I said before the season started that uh, Coyotes like plus 500 to make the playoffs this year. Mm. Like not the worst bet. They have an NHL roster in the Western Conference. Isn't that good? Uh, Sean, do you remember what your answer was when I asked you uh, what, like, I was like, so you're, you'll move to Boston for this? That's amazing. Like, what, 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 do you, what do you like about Boston? What do you want to do in Boston? 
Uh, I don't remember what my answer was specifically, but I'm guessing it had something to do with clam chowder. You said eat clam chowder, yeah, and I was right. like, this is a driven individual. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason. We I'm must here. have him. You can't get real clam chowder in Phoenix, Arizona. Dang. Uh, by the way, everybody, uh, if you like the show so far, uh, please give us the subscribes. Do the, all that stuff on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, I believe it's What Chaos Show on Twitter. Uh, and then also uh, everything but tiktok i believe is what chaos show at okay what chaos show so uh but yeah those those youtube uh subscriptions will be uh please much appreciated uh, as i said we're going to have uh brad marchand on this show and uh pete and i met on twitter from both being in various aspects of ho hockey twitter brad marchand's a very good first guest a because I knew you would say yes to it and B because he, you loved his hockey Twitter presence mm -hmm. that included, he made fun of me back in the day on Twitter for writing something about Tory Krug. That was kind of correct, but I like Tory Krug a lot, but he is kind of the perfect first guest. I think you're really going to like what we have uh, coming up and we've got more than just him in the coming days and weeks. We've got like truly like big ass names. Yeah, for sure. Like it, Brad Marchand isn't the biggest name that we even have. Not no, but he is slight. like the perfect embodiment of like what we're looking for in a guest in that he is a both number one, a very good hockey player and two, an in incredibly like gracious and interesting person to talk to. And he's very funny. Um, but I do like that starting off the show, we have already violated like two of our biggest rules, which is we already went the the hit discourse mm -hmm. and number two we were like it is not going to be a boston bruins show that is maybe uh maybe something that people may uh accidentally surmise we're both from boston the studio here is right next to uh boston massachusetts and we want to like emphasize this is going to be a national show all 32 teams all 32 fan bases Minus maybe a couple Sean that just we don't like. his clam chowder. <laughs> um, but we, we first topic was a Bruins player, first guest, a Bruins player. So love that. But we've got many more than that. Yeah. I mean, coming up, if we had more good stuff in the can, you would confuse us with a cola, such as Olipop. Do you know Olipop? Nailed it. That was a bar. I do know Olipop because you don't stop talking about them. I love Olipop. Let me give you a little story. A while ago... I decided to cut back on the old drinking. And that's good, that's healthy, whatever. But in doing that, I just started guzzling soda. And that's cool too, because soda rocks. Only issue is it doesn't always make you feel so good, especially mm -hmm. if you're guzzling it at the rate I was. So I had nowhere to turn and a friend told me about Olipop. I said, what is Olipop? And they said, it's a probiotic soda. It's got five grams of sugar in it so it's not making you feel bad all the time and if you have any sort of digestive issues which most americans do and if you don't now you will later it's a straight up fact uh it's a probiotic which is good for you is going to make you feel better it's uh vegan friendly it's keto friendly i don't like to use the term cheat code but it kind of is a cheat code because i get to drink it and not feel bad and it's a it's a cola it's it, 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 you're hearing me. It's, it tastes like 
insert big name. It comes in root beer. It comes in grape soda, which I love. There's a strawberry flavor as well. There's a ton of them. I love it. We were on the road recently and we stopped and took a picture by an Olipop mural because not only do I love drinking it, I'm just fascinated that it exists, that a thing that is a cola is actually good for you and doctors wouldn't get mad at you for drinking it. So I want everyone to try it. So use the code CHAOS for 20% off your next Olipop order on drinkolipop.com. Olipop can also be found in over 22,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Target, and Whole Foods. Here's Brad Marchand. What is it about Bruins captains that makes them keep getting smaller? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think that when, you know, when you get a guy that's eight feet tall, uh, there's only one direction to go. Don't you worry that at this rate, <laughs> it, I mean, 2025, we're down to 5'3". 2035, two foot nine. Yeah. I Googled two foot nine hockey player and <laughs> Brad Marshall came, came up. up. So that will be about the size I am in, in 2035. Do you consider yourself a short king? A short king? Yeah. Uh, you know the term? Not really. You it's know which, the short uh, king term? No. Yeah, it's like just a, a small person who like owns the fact that they're small and is proud of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not something that I ever really cared about. You know, I, I feel like I don't really overthink anything like that. You know, I I'm, I'm, feel like I'm pretty confident no matter what I got going on. And, and uh, yeah, I own it, you know. You gotta, you gotta, everyone's got their own pros and cons of things that they're good at, things that, uh, you know, you gotta own and, you know, can't change this. So you gotta make the most of it. Preaching the choir here. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see yourself becoming captain of the Bruins? No. Uh, never. Up until about the end of the season last year, I never, I never, ever thought it would be a possibility. Um, and then when you saw the guys that that were leaving, um, you know, I, being the oldest guy and 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 the most seen, senior guy in the team, I think it it started to kind of click that it could be a possibility, but. Definitely not something um, throughout my entire career or childhood. I even, I really even hoped or wanted to do because I just never thought it'd be a possibility. You know, like it's a big enough dream and hope and wish just to make the NHL, let alone try to be a captain. I mean, you look, you know, when you grow up and you watch, like the captains are, are they're the best players to ever play the game. You know, like I grew up watching like Ray Bork and Stevie Y and, mm -hmm. and, Joe Sackick and, and those guys, like, you don't ever think that you'd be on that level. And I'm not saying I'm on that level, but it's just never something I thought about before um, until a couple of months ago. And I was like, man, this could actually be a reality. And uh, it's pretty cool. In your younger days, like, you obviously partied and you're a bit of a wild card no. out there. <laughs> never. You, two guys <laughs> with the same name. There's common confusion. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's no, like Sebastian Ajo. There's was, there was a different Brad Marchand. <laughs> But like, was there ever a point where either like you grew up or you were like, fuck, I got to kind of like reel it in because I got a good thing going here. I'm like, I'm a really good player. I'm on track. Yeah, I had a lot of moments. Yeah. Um, you know, where I, I had to kind of step back. Now, I was always pretty disciplined with trying to pick my spots. It definitely got away from me at times. Um, and I had a couple older guys that, that pulled me aside and, you know, kind of told me I had to pull my act together a little bit and and. uh Focus a little bit more, but I think 
I had a couple contract years pretty close together. Um, and, and I went into those summers very dedicated uh, and really wanting to prove something. And I think that after I went through that and I realized success you can have by, you know, really focusing on a goal or trying to achieve something, uh, it kind of all came together. And then, you know, you come in and started paying more attention to some of the older guys and, and it just kind of became an everyday thing and kind of pulled it together, luckily, because if not, you know, I'd be somewhere I wouldn't want to be yeah, right, now. right yeah. now. How much does Patrice Bergeron remain part of this team? Like when a player retires, do they stay on the group text? Uh, yeah, yeah, for a period of time, you know, he, I, I think he, he kind of pulled himself out at one point. He's, he's very respectful, um, you know, and, and he's given everything he possibly can to the game. And, and uh, you know, I think he, he doesn't want to overstep his boundaries and, you know, he understands the situation and as much as he would love to continue to be part of it, you know, he, he knows that it's kind of the team is a team. And, and while he was playing, he wouldn't have wanted older other guys that have moved on to be in the group. It's just not, it's not right. So, um, you know, he still pops in and, and checks in on guys and, and checks in on the team and um, still, very active around here. Um, you know, everybody loves seeing him. Everybody has a ton of respect for Bergie and would love for him to be around more often. But, uh, you know, it's it's also, I think it's gotta be tough on him, uh, especially this time of year, you know, you're, you're typically in a routine and he's probably, you know, trying to find his own routine now. So um, yeah, something he's just working through. And But yeah, he'll be around definitely throughout the year. It dawned on me that uh, when the group text became a thing for teams, this happened while Chara was captain of the Bruins. Yeah. What was he like as a texter and what's the, he would the just send, a text he'd ever send something in the mail, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was, he was great. You know, you know what Z was really good about if he had something to say, um, you know, he would say it directly to you and, and, you know, he was very good about, I mean, obviously he, he'd get in the group chats and stuff, but, um, he was very comfortable just going to guys every single day and, and, and letting them know what we needed to do or, um, you know, trying to help guys out individually that way. Uh, it definitely became more of a thing as, as the years went on. But, um, you know, even with the group chats, it's not like, you know, like Bergie and Z had led the way in the group chat all the time. Like that, you know, it, it's, it's friendly banter 99% of the time, you know, and then, um, you know, we usually deal with things in person, not over text message. What was your first like memory of Patrice Bergeron? I remember Bergeron said that there was some training camp drill and he was just like watching from the other side of the ice. And there was this kid who was trying way too hard in the drills and like going first and everything. And he was like, what's this guy's story? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a couple of Bergie actually, uh, when I was 17, he would have been, I think maybe 20. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 16. He was 19. I can't remember. It might've been. When was the Laco year? Uh, twenty thirteen. So, with, oh, know, the, the first the Laco, first one, oh four oh five. I don't even know how old he would have been at that point. But he was it, nineteen I, then. So he was twenty. He was in the, so I think he was twenty maybe, and he could have been playing in junior. Mm. Yeah, and I was seventeen, and they were having an exhibition game in Moncton. I saw him, and I was like, he he looks unbelievable, <laughs> and I was like, man, this guy should should be in junior right now playing against us, and he's dominating the NHL. You know, I was like. That's wild. Um, and he had played in the queue, so all the guys were talking about him. I think that's, you know, one of one of the reasons why we were, we were talking about him. But um, and then, yeah, I remember that specifically in camp. He was coming back from his concussion. I think it was the next year and I was coming in 
uh, to training camp and we were doing a one-on-one battle and uh, I lined up against him and he was just like on another, like he's so strong and, and competitive and um, kind of put me in my place because you know, I thought I was doing well. And, you know, we were all with the training camp guys and he was out there trying to get back into it and he just showed up everybody and <laughs> kind of put us all in our place a little bit. So it was pretty cool. I got to ask you, what's your uh, what's your relationship with Twitter? Because you're not on it now, Mm-mm. but you have been known to jump in there and yeah. stir the pot a little bit. Dude, I love I love getting on there and just like everybody gets so emotional and takes everything so personal on Twitter. <laughs> and like they take themselves so serious and like people just need to chill out like just across the world. It's it's absurd. And you get on there and everyone's just angry, you know, and it's like. Just lighten up and and I love like, you know, people like to fire shots off and never expect to get it back. You know, so when you do it, they just like lose their mind and people love it. It's it's entertainment. But um, you know, ever since the new one came out, I'm not paying for that stuff. I was um, gonna say what, what, <laughs> that one is a financial reason. It's a financial I'm not doing it. Only you two years left on your it. deal. Uh, like. I know, but you know, it's just and someone took my handle now anyway. So, oh, did they? Yeah, really? I'm not going okay. back and building up and, you know. I was wondering thing. what the last draw was. <laughs> yeah, that was it. They, uh, the league sent something out about a boat to it. I said, I'll get rid of it. It's not good for me. I get nothing from it. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? But, like, I mean, we do. Yeah. We, it is good <laughs> though, because, like, the message behind all of your things, it's always a reply. And the message, it's always dressed up because it's you. But it's generally, like, stop. <laughs> yeah. We're like, don't do that. Well, well, that's, that, that shut is your like, pie hole was a very good Yeah, one. shut yeah. your pie hole. Stop <laughs> chirping Krug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's obviously, like, it, it's a it's a great way to you know build a brand and like i get all that stuff but i i i have a problem with people always going out and attacking other people and i mean i, I say that but i do that for my job every day yeah people have shit that i'm sure from 10 15 20 years ago that like they probably want back people are going to want now back in like 20 years people are gonna be like we were just being horrible to each yeah, other yeah you know like I, I i really truly believe like you know be a good person treat people the way that you want to be treated and um but also like i i think it's appropriate to stick up for people that can't stick up for themselves and and um you know if people someone's being an idiot tell them like and there's a like an art to being mean like there's an art yeah right well you need to have some thick skin because typically if you're there is an art to being mean but like if you're going to be an asshole like don't get upset if someone's an asshole to you right you know what i mean like and that's what kind of bothers me is like if you if you say something to someone and then they just have a meltdown that when they're coming after you, buddy, chill out. Also, there's an element of like just guys being dudes where it's like, <laughs> let's let's put take some shots at each other here. Just let it go. You're, yeah, exactly. like, you're the reason I learned the word. I'd never heard the term pigeon before. And you called me a pigeon on Twitter <laughs> and I went up to you the next day. I don't know if you remember this. I was like. Hey, and you were like, hi. And I was like, so what's a pigeon? And you just looked at me. It was the shortest conversation we ever had. You said, it's a bird. And then you walked away. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really. I mean, I recall the, the alt. I don't remember the next day, that's but amazing. that's funny. But. I was like, I think he's mad at me. Yeah. Or like, we're better friends. Yeah. So like that, I think Gregory Campbell started that. He was, he was a mouthy thing. And um he'd always get me riled up and get me going and stuff and, and he was he was pretty funny the other one he'd always call everybody as a gary you know <laughs> i've heard that <laughs> yeah. several times it's outrageous that one kills me my favorite one was uh grocery stick that's yeah. also one 
got from you, which you know, do you know grocery I stick? I sure do. It separate, separates, separates the, the, good, the guys who are playing from yeah. the guys who aren't playing. Um, what was the story with you not uh, doing the, the cup DVD? Uh, I was in one. Uh, yeah, I was in one. Um, I, I was on an absolute bender uh, that, that entire time. And I showed up that day. They were doing it, and I, I couldn't walk. So they just uh, they said, you know, unfortunately. I, I actually regret that. I didn't know we were doing it that day. That would have been an incredible uh, thing to be part of and, you know, to have to look back on. Um, it, it's pretty cool to see it now and disappointed to see that, I, you know, I, I had to miss out on that. But I had a great time. Did well, they, they sit you down? No, they, they just didn't they tell me. Okay, they you're just not said, they didn't say anything. To okay. I mean, <laughs> breakup day there. that year, breakup day, you guys threw out the first pitch and you're walking in. It's only obviously only one team in the league gets a good breakup day. You guys walk in like the rock stars that you were and you have a Mike Cameron jersey on and you're holding, I think, a bottle of tequila yeah. and everyone's trying to like play it straight. And you yell down the hall to the media. You go, who likes Red Sox? Me. And they push you into like a side room. And we were all so excited. We were like, Brad Marsh. And this was back when, you're very funny now, you're very cool now. This was back when, like, you yeah. were a real shitster. Yeah. We were like, he is going to say some things <laughs> about the Canucks and the Canadians. They're yeah. like, we're going to write we're books. We're going to have a field day we're with gonna this. We're going to for the rest of our lives. And every now and then, the room, the door would open, and you were just hanging out. You were, you were fine. You were just hanging out. And every time you would start to get up, somebody would just, like, casually, like, <laughs> ease you back down. I'm just like, yeah. you are not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. But you rock for that. Uh, today is your lucky day, though. Taylor does Taylor's version. Uh, we're going to drop you into the Stanley Cup DVD. I'm going to set up the scenario because I, I rewatched it yesterday. Awesome DVD. Yeah. I, that, that team fucking rocked. All right. So there's a montage of the Bruins. Look into that camera. There's a montage of the Bruins being physical with the Canucks. Chloe Julian says, we really had to make it hard on their best players. And now it cuts to Brad Marchand. And, I and he's talking about. Yeah. Am I actually doing this? Yeah. Yeah? All right. It's your time for redemption. Yeah. This is my time. We're going to de-age you. So Claude says that... We really had to make it hard on, on their best players. Yeah, they, 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 we wanted to make it really hard on their hard players, on their good players. Um, so we knew we were going to target the Sedin brothers. And uh, Kessler, who, you know, we think at the time was already hurt. But, um, you know, and then especially after Horty got hurt, then we just had to go after... It, it was kind of an open season after that. Everyone was going after everybody on the team. Um, you know, and then there was a moment where I grabbed one of the Sedin brothers in front of the net, and uh, we had a little cutout session. But that was just because uh, my boy Seggs was in the corner getting double teamed by a couple of guys. So I had to try to return the favor. Um, but we're very close now, Sedin and I, so we're all good. I was going to do like two more, but I'm not doing any more <laughs> after that. Uh, so, uh, uh, lastly, uh, this is a new show and we are trying to get some like good clips, get some buzz. Uh, could you announce your intentions to retire? No, you have to say no. Like I'm not saying announce that you're retired. Just say that at some point when I'm done playing hockey, I will retire. All right. At some point when I'm done playing hockey, I will retire. Oh, first guest. Big scoop. We will cut that and just say I will retire. Cool. Uh, last one for me. Over your, over <laughs> your career. Over your career, there's, there's going to be like a pretty lengthy compilation on YouTube of funniest Brad Marchand moments. Yeah, there's a couple good ones out there yeah. now. 
What do you think is the funniest Brad Marchand moment of your career? The funniest? Yeah. Or dumbest? I've got a lot of... I got more dumb ones than funny ones. I think the dumb you ones probably are funny. You had opposing coaches threatening you in, like, 2012. Like, it was it got, like, yeah. dangerous at some point. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Levine... Yeah, Levine. I think it was Chirpenu, right? AV. Yeah, and right? AV. It AV? Uh, Shirelli walks in, is just like walking around the hall that day, waiting for media to be like, hey, would you like to talk? Because he had to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, guys are threatening our players now. That, that second, when you guys played the next year, bonkers. Yeah, that was, that was wild. I think when he was in New York, I think he chirped me too. Yeah, there was a thing with... Uh, there was a thing with, um, fuck, there was a thing with... Longquist? Uh, Hank, yeah. Longquist. And Claude said after, he was like, well, we think like Hank's going to get some acting awards. <laughs> and then he did you so dirty because then everybody was like, it, it became a glass house thing. Yeah. People, so then everyone was like talking shit about the Bruins. Yeah. And don't like to do that yeah, career then. I think we all have to agree. Dumbest moment of my career. Um... I don't know if we all have to agree because I have no idea where you're going right now. I'm trying to think. There could be a number of things. There's a few. Uh, I mean, a very blatant, obvious one would probably be the Callahan one. But I think my... my Oh, the one on Jari wasn't very smart either. Oh... (laughs) Yeah, I can't. You know, I'm not gonna laugh. Uh, that one wasn't very smart. There were some. Those are a couple bad. Those are a couple bad ones. What sucked about those, though, and now being an old guy, is like you'd go two weeks, and then everyone would write there like, "Brad Marchand is." You go two weeks without doing something, and people would be like, "Now he's this. Now he's that." And like, I'm so glad that just there's a lot of time has passed, and now it's just Brad Marchand is one of the best hockey players in the the world. People for so long wanted to say, okay, you're definitely this. You're yeah. definitely that. You've turned a new leaf. You've done whatever. And you would go, you'd score 35 goals, and you'd maybe do something regrettable. And people would be like, all right, so what is he then? It's like, an idiot. Thir- <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> and we're Appreciate there. it. Yeah. Right. You're the best, man. All right, so you're probably wondering why we're wearing different clothes than what you saw before. That's because we are taping this segment uh, before the season starts so that we can air it whenever the show first launches. It'd probably be like around November 1st at noon, somewhere around there. But we wanted to make sure that we got preseason predictions in before the season started. Yeah, because this is before the season started. How else could we be wearing different clothes? It wouldn't make sense otherwise. Correct. So this is before the season starts. Pete, uh, let's go through your season predictions. Uh, a lot of talk this offseason about... Currently. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, this offseason about Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley and whether they are out of Winnipeg. We know uh, Blake Wheeler has already left this mm-hmm. offseason. Because uh, we're still in it. Yeah. We're still in it, yep. And Blake Wheeler has gone to the New York Rangers. I, I don't buy it. I think that Hellebuck and Shifley are going to stick around in Winnipeg. And here's... I'll, I'll add this on top of that hot take. Not just for this season. I think that like they secretly like Winnipeg more than most people are led to believe. So like short term, so like another year or two? I'm going to say like almost a decade. 
they are going to stick around in Winnipeg, commit to Winnipeg for like almost a decade. They max, so, so almost a decade is eight years. That's correct. That's the max you can go. I will say that they will both stay in Winnipeg for eight years. Okay. I know that's a bold take. That might fall under the bold prediction, but you got one of those as well. I've got one of those coming up. Uh, Jack Hughes finished one point shy of 100 points last year. Mm -hmm. Not only do I think that he hits 100 points this year, I think that he hits 200 points this year. Could you imagine how P.K. Subban would talk about Jack Hughes (laughs) if he got off to a good start? It would be almost unbearable. When do we play this? November probably? November 1st, like a, a little afternoon, I think. this is before the season we're doing this. Correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jack Hughes, 200 points. I think we're going to see straight out of the gate, Jack Hughes lights the league on fire, and people will start talking about him potentially being the best player in the league. Uh, and I could see him really making a, a heart candidacy push in the first, first month of the season because... I don't think the Oilers are going to be that good, and I could see Connor McDavid missing some time in the first month of the season. Well, what's your cup final? Uh, my cup final will be the Boston Bruins versus themselves because I don't care what anybody says about the Bruins' losses this uh, this offseason Current that we're season. currently in. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that the Bruins are going to be a good team. We had the same conversation about the Bruins falling off last offseason, the one before this one that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see it. I think that the Bruins are still going to be a good team. And the only team that, that can beat them is themselves. Well, if we end up playing this and the Bruins are off to the start that you think they'll be off to, my take is going to be, hey, look at the schedule, though. They're not playing that many good teams. I think that maybe some people will say that. Yeah, maybe, but then I, I think that they're going to play. But they'll be put a, to the test once McAvoy gets suspended. That's true. That's yeah, a good point. What's your bold prediction? Uh, my bold prediction is that Trevor Zegras traded to Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> there's been some some uh, talk about, hey, he's far apart on contract talks with the Ducks. And the Ducks, I think, could could look into moving him. That Tra- sounds... And going to Buffalo, the Buffalo right now is the hottest team in the league. Everybody loves the Buffalo Sabres That's because right. it's the it's the offseason and they haven't played any games. Everyone's out on the Ducks. That's right. And they're going to be terrible. We all know that. That's yep. This because falls we're recording this prediction. before the first game yep. of the season. And so Trevor Zegers to Buffalo, I think it can make a lot of sense. All right. I like all those. Although the, that last one, that was like a gray bag of checks mix with how bold that was. But <laughs> uh, let's get mine. Uh, all right. I got Frank Vetrano winning the Hart Trophy. I think this is going to be a huge season for him. I think he's going to get off to a bonkersville start. I think that maybe teams that used to have Frank Vetrano are going to say, huh? Where was this guy when he was lacing him up for us? Yeah, and frankly, if you, I agree with that one because if you don't, if you're not on the Frank Vetrano train heading into this season, uh, it's frankly anti-Italian discrimination. There you go, Sil. Uh, I, I think the league is going to just do what it can to ruin the draft. I think that like most teams are going to vote to decentralize it. The league only has one event a year where everybody gets together, and that is the draft. And uh, this is a chaotic league, as we say in the title of this show, and I think that they're going to find a, a reason to screw it up. My cup final is the Red Wings against the Ducks. Uh, these are two teams on whom I am very high going into the season. You I, just said that the Ducks stunk when I did my predictions. No, I said that everybody's saying the Ducks oh, stink. Oh, okay. That's I, correct. Yeah. And when you said, I mean, I was biting my I tongue. I do think that the Ducks are going to stink this year. 
Well, save it for your bold predictions, bud. Uh, my bold prediction is that the Edmonton Oilers are going to be good. We'll see how that one shapes out. But uh, And then uh, another bonus one I'll just give you. Uh, another bonus one is that Josh McDaniels, the coach of the Raiders, is going to end up getting fired. Did but mainly, just give him like an extension last year? Well, they signed him to a six-year deal, Peter. And they also, the, the general manager that they had from... New England, uh, David Ziegler. I don't think he's going to make it either. Uh, okay, let's uh, come back to present day. Whoa, a lot of those were prescient. I, I think we kind of nailed them. Like, uh, people are going to be stunned. There's going to be some eyebrows raised um, as to how good we are at predictions. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, this is why we got a hockey show. Hell yeah. Marshawn, spectacular, by the way. Yeah, good interview. He is the best. Uh, huge thank you to Brad for signing up to do the show mm -hmm. before he had any idea what it was. I sent him an else? email that said, hey, I'm going to ask the Bruins if you can do this. Just please do it. Like, need it. Yeah. And the Bruins, Travis and Andy were super helpful. They rocked. Our guy Ryan LaFleur came through and helped us out with uh, shooting it. Also, our pal uh, hooked us up with a uh, toy for Brad Marchand, which we gave to him as a gift for... Uh, for tomorrow's for show when we do that segment. Oh, we're doing that tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to say, I thought we were just going straight to... Uh, social media for that that clip uh, no i mean i was we can we'll put it in the show whatever okay, this whatever is a daily show we have so that's, much fucking that's fair time and that we're gonna need to i was gonna use with. it as an excuse to be like hey go follow us on social but go follow us on social anyway and you can see that clip when we post it everything tomorrow. that we say on here we're gonna try to cut into social <laughs> and be one of like we want to get accused of some bobby altoff shit we want you saying like is this even a real show <laughs> what is this who is this? And we're going to have the same story. We're going to be like, we started on mom TikTok, and then That's we right. ended up getting scoring these big interviews, which again, we got big interviews. We'll have two huge ones next week. Tomorrow's show is going to be a lot of fun as well. But yeah, tomorrow we will have additional stuff with Marshand in which we uh, give him an amazing toy mm -hmm. for uh, joining up with us. Do you think that that Marshawn interview kind of clocks what we're going for here? Yeah, I mean, I think that we are we're gonna get better at it and more comfortable with it. It was our first interview, Not but me. like I, I it is very much along the lines of what I want this show to be. And when we finished that interview, I think we were both very excited. We were like, let's get the show going immediately because it's just exactly what we want to do. We want to highlight personalities, we want to just like have a good time with the players and Ask them some questions that they've probably never been asked before. Yeah, and that's, I mean, we're both disciples of Nardwar. We like to be very prepared in interviews, but also we like to have fun with these people because we are taking up uh, a lot of their time. I just liked that Marshawn was down. Like, our first question was weird mm -hmm. and kind of making fun of him, but I feel like I'm allowed to make short jokes if I'm with you. That's correct. I'll allow it. I'm like just over the line though. Um, I think at some point I was 5'10", post-pandemic, probably like 5'7". Um, speaking of the pandemic, uh, this show is largely uh, attributed to the pandemic because mm. the origins of this show, when the idea was first really, really birthed, was... During the pandemic, during the bubble, uh, the bubble playoffs, when we were kind of really hitting our stride of insanity during the pandemic, and 
just out of boredom, we both decided to start a Twitter account called Shitty NHL Gifts. That's right. And uh, on Shitty NHL Gifts, I bet you can guess what we posted. Shitty NHL you, videos. I was going to say, I bet <laughs> you can't gifts. because they weren't <laughs> gifts. We made them like exclusively <laughs> videos. And one day, like probably on a rainy day when there aren't uh, many games going on, maybe we'll show some of them. But basically, there were no wrong answers for what we could come up with, which is kind of the same mindset we're uh, applying here. If we know something for sure is going to be bad, we won't do it. But if it's outside the box and it's weird, we'll do it because we were tickled as we were making those things and people loved them. They, I mean, we, we nailed it. They it was really good. didn't all make a ton of sense. Some of them did. Some of them were smart. Some of them were delirious, but... That's, again, sort of what we're going for. So we it, just converted, by the way, that account to this show account correct. so we could cheat and have followers out the gate. So when people look us up, they'll well, be we like... Well, we earned them. It's not like we bought an account. We earned those followers ourselves. So I think it's uh, above board. We inherited the account from, from ourselves. ourselves. Right. Um, I, I do think it's funny because I treat the pandemic like I moved away to a foreign country and just like something horrible happened to me there and I then moved back and refused to talk about it and just like refused to acknowledge what happened. Did you ever move to a foreign country and then move back and something? Did that sound like a specific uh, like case there? Maybe mind your own business. Okay. Um, but it is funny to me that like the thing that is most important in my life right now was born out of just hitting pure insanity during the pandemic in a time where I just did not want to, like, do not want to acknowledge. Oh, I I don't know. That, that was also a very creative time. Like, I feel that we're both in a, because we've had to be preparing for this show, in a creative stride. And the pandemic forced creativity on people. Yeah. Because it was like, well, your mind is going to be working one way or another. So... How is it like? How is it going to be stimulated? You could smoke pot and listen to Hotel California every night, which is what I did for like the first. Or you can drink two weeks, seventeen beers, and race virtual marbles for like seven months straight, which I, is what I did. So you made money off of doing that. I drank seventeen beers and made a bizarro EP of music, and that was. I don't think I awesome. made. I think I probably. Might have taken a loss on that ultimately, <laughs> but I like that these things are part of our fucking brands that like you fell into racing marbles and streaming and that ended up being like your big solo like on camera endeavor, which doesn't I didn't know what any of those words even fucking meant. It was my pandemic passion project. But I love though that all of these weird things led us to doing something that we probably should have been doing for a while. As I said, we met on hockey Twitter a million years ago. You're a few years younger than me. You were in college. I was the young person on the Bruins beat. I was uh, covering the Bruins for WEI.com in Boston. And Twitter was kind of young. So I was getting into Twitter just as I was getting into like being a writer or whatever. So I was as interested in like equally in both those things you were already really good at it but you were a college kid i was a college kid and i was like an aspiring um i was a journalism major i don't think that i wanted to go into like hard journalism so i was writing a blog when i was in college uh following the bruins obviously um but yeah i was like very active on twitter a lot of shit posting a lot of just posting um 
like highlights and stuff like that. And that's how we ended up getting linked up. And we, uh, we did a radio show. You asked me to be like the producer slash like third voice on your radio show for the Bruins. And, uh, from there, like our friendship grew and that's when we started the other podcast called brunch, um, which was born out of our, uh, Basically, like a desire to not do hockey all the time. Yes, yes. I had pitched a. Uh, I was told that uh, I should probably make a podcast at WEI, and I agreed. So, I was doing so much hockey all the time, and I obviously love hockey, but I'm also a big music guy. I had really just gotten into seeing every movie because between morning skates and the games, I would go to Boston Common. And see a movie. So I had all these thoughts and things that I wanted to do pop culture wise. So anyway, uh, when they said have a podcast, I said, can it be a pop culture podcast? They said no. And then for some reason, failing upwards, they're like, okay, cool. We'll give you a radio show. Um, <laughs> Joe McDonald, uh, then of ESPN, and I, one of our best friends, we uh, had this, we were going to do this hockey show. And Joe said, we should have Pete Blackburn on it. It was Joe's idea. I've I've definitely told you this. I did not know it was one hundred percent. I was very enthusiastically okay. into it. I just hadn't thought to because we didn't know. Shout who, out Joey Mack. Yeah, love we, you, buddy. I just we'd never met before. Yeah, uh, but at like that I met point, Joey Mack. <laughs> at, at that point, though, enough writers, definitely myself included, had followed you back because you were. In addition to being beneficial by like posting clips and stuff on Twitter, which led to the uh, unbelievably great, and he's a friend now, so I could say this derogatory name from Joe Haggerty. Uh, you were called Gift Boy, mm -hmm. and that was like the way to put you down. Yep. You embraced that, and you were like, "I'm Gift Boy," and like you'd post gifts, and you got a shit ton of followers, surpassed all of us. You've lapped me a, a thousand times, but you were this great social media presence. And this was a time when people were like, social media was like this like umami flavor where like <laughs> everyone wanted it. They didn't know quite what it was and how to get it. So anyway, Joey Mack was like, let's just have Pete come and I don't know what he'll do, but he'll come and hang out. And you came and uh, your your mom would make us breakfast. Oh, yeah. And it was the best. We Big just ass muffins. had dope ass muffins, <laughs> talked about the Oilers for two hours. I do say Oilers because we fucked around on that show so much. Yep. And anyway, you said after one of the shows, you were like, hey, like, I love doing this stuff with you. We should do a podcast. And I was like, it has, okay, if it's pop culture. Mm -hmm. So we did that and we had success doing that. It's kind of where I think we both learned how to interview people together, which yeah. is very helpful because we've done a bunch of these now for this show, tag team interviews, that as we watch them back, I think people are going to find really funny that like if you go okay. down a road that a player should be like, I don't understand this road. I'm blankly looking at that player and <laughs> like, it's like, how? We're on this fucking road, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Get on it. Even there with Marchand when... We're doing the Stanley Cup DVD thing. He says, am I actually supposed to be doing this? And you're like, yeah, yes. Yeah, buddy. Shut up. <laughs> Fucking do it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's been uh, I've had a career in in hockey media, um, traditional media like CBS Sports, Fox Sports, Valley Sports. But uh, this this show is going to be like playing to our strengths, which is like very conversational, very loose. If you haven't figured that out by now, um, I think it's just going to be 
the best. And like, I'm so, so excited that we get to do it and do it at a time where I think we're both ready for it. And I just like, I just want to show up every day and talk about hockey. So, uh, very excited to be here. And I'm very, very excited that we're doing the show and very excited that all city has supported us in the way that they have, because this show has been in development, like we said, for like over a year. Oh yeah. A year in the making. So, uh, they've been amazing and, uh, love them. And I told my last job, which is also kind of a current, uh, side job shout out NBC Sports Boston I told them that we were doing this show I was like hey if it's cool Pete and I please don't get mad are starting a hockey show and they were like yeah whatever we don't <laughs> care or whatever but like that that was over a year ago mm-hmm. at this point that I was like they were probably oh. like yeah whatever go do that weird shit that you guys they were do just on your like, own all the time please <laughs> We did have a TV, uh, t- a couple TV appearances on NBC Sports Boston like six years ago. Yeah. And they were, they were like, okay, thank you. Never again. <laughs> no. So that's, that's a long story. But I, I was recently actually told about this. You don't know this. Uh, apparently, they were having meetings that were like, how do we get what brunch has? Mm. Like, they like, we want to get that vibe on TV. Simple. You just get that. And us. they were like, DJ works for us. And we think he knows the other guy <laughs> like we think he knows pete so uh yeah anyway check uh you'll still you're still doing stuff with bally yeah i'm taking a step back uh on that end um uh this is more or less the full-time job now i mean it's a daily show and this is going to be our baby mm-hmm. and i hope that it is it also turns into your baby and you come into this world um and explore with us you could still see him on bally you mm-hmm. can still hear both of us uh on brunch you could still see me on nbc sports boston or whatever uh little-ish nbc fun things uh every day or whenever we feel like it it was initially pitched as like a we'll do it whenever but so far we've only had one show and it contains this we're gonna do a segment called three stars where we just essentially shout out whoever we want to shout out and uh it's ne- the number's never gonna be three we're still gonna call it three stars one day maybe we'll have like 26 stars one day we'll have one between the two of us uh, my three stars for today are uh paul stastny and the Winnipeg Jets social media team, whoever uh, said this quote, I don't know if it was necessarily Paul, but he announced his retirement and said, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. It's probably going to Winnipeg. I'm forever grateful for that. And if you're confused, uh, that quote makes sense because he had 458 points for the Colorado Avalanche (laughs) and is from... Quebec. <laughs> and famously, everybody loves Winnipeg. Yes. Uh, Especially think, during the winter. So that quote does make sense if it comes from somebody else. Like Blake Wheeler got to be captain in Winnipeg. He also got to be uh, not that. Like, That's like, true. like <laughs> if you got to do all these crazy wild things, and uh, Paul S. did play his 1,000th game for them. And he said it kind of rejuvenated his career. I do remember it being like like exciting that Paul Paul Stastny went to the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Uh, But I, I don't, I don't know if it's like would be my career highlight. If I I do, I do respect though, that like he felt he reinvigorated 
we're reinvigorated and getting to do this in a lot of ways. So uh, my other third star is recency bias. <laughs> okay. Uh, my my star here uh, today is the Clemson hockey team because they put out a video on TikTok <laughs> of, of their players discussing their least favorite hockey players and just just watch it. Who is your least favorite NHL player and why? Uh, Brad Marchand because he's a rat. Sidney Crosby because he's a bitch and no oh, nobody ever no, likes him. <laughs> yeah, I'm joining him, Sidney Crosby. Uh, Brad Marchand because he's uh, plays for the Bruins. Jacob Truba. Chris Kreider, oh, he just looks like a scumbag. Brad Marchand. He's a scumbag. Anyone on the Canes? Uh, Brad Marchand. He's a rat. P.K. Subban. He's retired now, but he was on the Canadians, and I'm a Bruins fan. So. I'm going to go with the rat because Bloomy likes him. Matt Cook. He's a Bruin killer. He's a freak. Pasenak. Most overrated player in the Chell. Probably Jack Hughes because he scores a lot, and I hate the Devils. Matt Barzell, so overrated. Uh, Dougie Hamilton. Why? Because uh, he was lazy on the Bruins and he could have been so good for us. Tom Wilson, because he's a scumbag. Probably Brad Marchand. Like back in the day, they beat the Canucks in the Stanley Cup Finals. And I cried. Brad Marchand, he's a rat. I think I Tua is awful. Oh, I <laughs> At quarterback. Okay. I'm not a Zeke Elliott fan. We're going football, I guess. Uh, my three favorite takeaways from that. Uh, I had to write a thousand fucking notes <laughs> if they were doing that. Uh, number one, obviously, Brad Marchand being like the most popular pick on the episode in which he's the guest is very funny. Uh, number two, saying David Poshnock's the most overrated player in the NHL is a wild take. Wild. Uh, and three, saying Sidney Crosby because he's a bitch. And then you hear somebody off camera uh, who I believe is the girl doing the video being like, you can't say that. And then immediately putting it in the video. <laughs> okay. Something about the word bitch when you don't expect it. If they, it's like, the best. It, so uh, there's a lot of swears ranging from good to bad, whatever. And as discussed uh, many times on brunch over the years, I've always been weird about the word bitch as a noun. I just like, I, I'll use it as a verb, but I always feel kind of weird about just how punchy a fucking word it is. When you haven't heard a swear during anything bitch being the first one even though it's not the worst swear just hits so much harder than so many other ones like especially you, when it's the last word it's like this bitch if you <laughs> ease in with fuck you're just yeah. like oh okay it's a thing where they're swearing yeah. but just like to come with the b and the as a noun too as you said it accentuates the yeah. thing. like why don't you like Sidney crosby because He's what, like overrated? He's getting a little long in the tooth. He's uh, like, I can't even say it. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, I will say that you absolutely can say it. The, the, that girl who said you can't say that, you can say it, and we highly encourage it. Any player that comes on this show and wants to call somebody else in the NHL a bitch, mm. go for it because I like stirring the pot, I like uh, rivalries being established, and I like getting stuff that we can clip and post on Twitter and be like, this person called them a bitch. Here's where I respect Clemson hockey. That is a bunch of dudes. Love y'all. Come on the show anytime. That is a bunch of dudes who know they are not, they are probably not going to have to play against these people <laughs> or fair. see them. So they'll just go for it. Like they're the people on Twitter that Marshawn was talking about. They're like, 
they they can take shots at these people because they're they're never gonna have to hear about it yeah. or get it back or whatever. Like if Brad Marchand were still on Twitter, famously not, he would be tweeting at all those dudes, calling them chuds or I mean, whatever. There is a non-zero chance that he watches this because he's on this episode. Then he watches it through to the end, sees that, reactivates his Twitter account, and then finds those kids, which you, love it. By the way, the uh, we asked Clemson Hockey for their three stars, and their three stars are uh, the the word scumbag. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They their reason for everything other than Sidney Crosby scumbag. being uh, a I like a the hard Chris Kreider one. He looks like a scumbag. Chris, From the guy the Chris, who kind of looks like Chris Kreider. Sean and I were talking about it before. We were like, is there like a Chris Kreider thing that we don't know about? Chris he doesn't Kreider look like is a scumbag. He seems like a largely inoffensive <laughs> hockey player. Um, he I, I, Canadians fans can't like him because he was the one who hurt Carey Price. Ah. He, he had a tendency of, of running the goalie for quite a bit. So I for sure could have guessed when the guy said Dougie Hamilton. I was like, this is going to be a Bruins fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, I mean, I was a, a Bruins guess. reporter, but like I'm the I'm that Bruins dude who fucking loves Dougie Hamilton. We still love Dougie Hamilton. Would love to have him on the show. Hopefully that happens at some point. Yes. Uh, boy. Uh, All right. My, you have a bonus my final star. My final star here is producer Sean. This has been a very, uh, this has been a very stressful last month or so as we're getting the show ready. There's I hate been a that you lot, get to do this. There's be been a lot guy. of work put into this. Uh, the studio is great. It's been stressful for us, and and I cannot imagine doing it while also simultaneously moving across the country. And, like, he's had to look for an apartment. He's had to hop on flights with us. He's had to, you know, do all the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. The man hasn't seen his cat in That's weeks. Right. That is so Sean, weeks? This. Yeah, no, she's currently back in the greatest city in the world, Buffalo, New York. Um, with so you grandma. think you haven't seen you don't no, know you haven't seen the cat no I haven't seen her in like yeah two weeks it could um, be doing some homeward bound shit right now who knows and hope not I will say for years when we were doing our other podcast we discussed the idea of adding a producer and we were always worried about like maybe he won't fit the vibe maybe it'll like uh, maybe it just it just won't work and I'll say. From the second that Sean stepped into our lives, he has only enhanced vibes and just been like the hardest worker I've ever seen. So, uh, Sean, we love you. Very happy that you're here with us. I very so. much appreciate that. I do not feel like I deserve that level of praise quite yet, but I appreciate it. Oh, Trust no, me, dude, when we told, when you we made said, a great first impression on us, and then you made a great second impression on <laughs> us, and like there's shit that and, like we've had to do together, there's shit that you and Pete have had to do together, and after every time, we you'll see next week uh, some stuff we did on the road, but after our first day on the road, you had to go do something, and... Pete and I just did like a light little fist bump of like, Sean's good. <laughs> and like, it's, it's not just us praising you, the all city folks. We have to thank them for letting us poach you and specifically the PHNX people because we stole you from them. And I talked to Craig Morgan a couple weeks ago and he was like, I'm so mad that you're taking Sean away from us. And that was the greatest endorsement that I could have ever heard. So, Sounds um, a little selfish of. Well, it is Craigie. very selfish, but we got you now. So I, I very much appreciate that. I don't know if like if people don't know what like we do here, the All City Network. Like we have local networks in specific cities: Phoenix, Chicago, Philly, and Denver. And each one of those has their individual hockey show. So if you happen to be a fan of 
those teams. Uh, you can follow them. PHNX, DNVR, CHGO, PHLY. Um, but yeah, I was producing the like company, man. I believe we're pulling some bullshit too. And for, and I think, yeah. there were, are we, uh, YouTube? Those, are we, those are we YouTubing our way on? Yes. To? We are just appearing on, on uh, feeds, subscri- yeah. on those feeds for, so, uh, for those people. So we are hijacking what's up? Bit. We're juicing our numbers. <laughs> we're cheating a lot of people who did not want to hear this, but hopefully they're loving it. Maybe they're saying, haven't heard old Shawnee boy in a minute. Yeah, no, there was a, there's a lot of people very curious as to what I've been up to. So. Shout out the shout out the diehards, specifically the PHNX diehards. Shout out Chris and Charles. Some of the, like the, there's we have some like you'll see we have some like diehard fans that will like will follow us to the end of the earth. That's the brunch. That. That's the brunch experience. Like yeah. even if the, the even if like uh, the quantity was never crazy, the quality mm-hmm. of listener is just outrageous. Yeah, and that's yeah, for sure. Like Pete, Pete pleases the masses so much better than I ever fucking could but we both love that like even if we feel like there's only uh a not enormous number of people fucking with us they are like there yeah. for us and like riding for people. it and participating with us and that's what i love about this being new is we have our ideas of what the show is going to be but like go listen to the first episode of pardon my take i think they're talking about doing like airport reviews and they have like all these like cool ideas and then the show takes shape and they're like okay Mm -hmm. this is what it is we talk a lot pete you and i about the uh pilot episode of parks and rec it's like a fine episode of something but you just don't know what it's going to be until it totally takes shape i'm Mm -hmm. so excited about where we are as it's starting the people are amazing i trust you and sean with my fucking life I love where this is headed. Same. Uh, very happy to be Shout here. Shout out uh, John, by the way. John Titterington, Dan Bailey uh, for making the theme music. Almost yeah, the forgot. theme music is great. Uh, I love those guys as well. Uh, part of Father John Misty's band. Um, so uh, those guys rock. Uh, Friday, uh, Thursday's episode, uh, we are going to, again, as DJ mentioned earlier, there will be more Brad Marchand content. Well, is, more of that is, came from, baby. It is pretty good. Uh, we will talk about the NHL slates and some more kind of current event stuff. So Thursday's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, all that fun Re- stuff. I want these YouTube numbers fat. Yes. I want them big. So please... It, subscribe. I don't think it costs you anything. I subscribed every time no. somebody. Uh, apparently, it's hard to get YouTube subscribers. People say I give it up like it's <laughs> nothing. You put it out. doesn't cost you I, anything. I, that well, and a like, just hitting the thumbs up, free. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and throw a comment on there. Throw Let's get crazy. Five star review, all those good things. Make all that will know that you listened to this. The comment needs to be pro Sean, but not necessarily <laughs> anti DJ or Pete. Correct. It yes. should just be like Sean's great, especially Sean. Sean compliments this, and it's it, it's a homonym, so you're probably going to spell it wrong. It's C O M P L E M E N T. Say something about how well Sean compliments the whole thing, and we'll know that's a that's a real listener. Mm-hmm. And that's tomorrow right. we'll be back with, as Pete said, more Marshawn, more NHL, more chaos. This shit is just beginning. It is what chaos on the All City Network. Laya, talk to you tomorrow.